deployment of the planet's first robotic police units. Became the focus of the world in 2016. Drop your weapons, you're under arrest. Vincent Moore is a former soldier. The problem with artificial intelligence is it's way too unpredictable. The scout's creator, Dion Wilson, sees a rich future. What interests me is a machine that can think and feel. have a robot that is operated by a thinking human being. <laughs> we don't want this. It's expensive, it's big, and it's ugly. The scouts are a huge success. Stop worrying about these pet projects. Oh, I think I've cracked it. This is a new kind of life form, a new step in evolution. This is The Script, the official podcast of the NYC Screenwriters Collective. I'm David Negrin, and I'm here with two other screenwriters, Corey Resnick and Jordan Rosengarten. Tonight, we analyze Chappie, the latest dystopian sci-fi allegory from South African auteur Neil Blomkamp. As usual, we'll analyze the film with a focus on story and use the Blake Snyder beat sheet as a rough format for our discussion. If you need an explanation of the Blake Snyder beat sheet, you can find one on the website of the NYC Screenwriters Collective. Why is David shouting? Is it? Is it? Am I shouting? Sounds is like it, you're shouting. He's. I'm just really excited. I th- I'm excited. I think it's because you have anger issues, David. You're excited. You should see these nipples. Okay. Well, <laughs> this isn't a video podcast yet. Oh, okay. Carry on then. Jordan. Yeah. So. How are you feeling? Uh, I'm feeling great. Uh, do you want me to just start off by just what I generally thought about this film? Oh, you you just want to go in? You're just hijacking it right away? Yeah, I, I have a lot to say, but I mean, I, 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 I can wait. I can wait. And we- He's bursting at the seams. Yeah, we will begin with general thoughts on the movie. All right, JR, go ahead. All right, so... Uh, general thoughts. Yeah, I mean, j- just my general feeling is this. I, I went in, um, I had saw that it had gotten uh, mixed reviews. I hadn't read any of the reviews, so my going in, my expectations weren't too high. Um, generally, I thought it was just okay. You know, uh, I thought that that's not a technical term. That is not a not, s- screenwriting. No, term. no, no, no. I'm getting into it, David. Um, there's more to that. So when we when we start this film and we get into it, um, the 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 general premise of consciousness, right, is that it's unique and special, right? I mean, that that's the thing. You c- it cannot be copied. Um, and he, you know, this this. Uh, guy creates, I guess, a digital version of consciousness. Um, and the idea is that, oh, it's, it's a computer program, but it's consciousness. And I just feel like the film fucks up on its own premise where it's, you know, at the end where they transfer, uh, I'm jumping around a lot, but where, where he transfers the consciousness into a robot. And, and I feel like, well, if it's a program, then it's not consciousness, then it couldn't be copied. Why can't it be copied? I, I was confused as to why Chappie's, um, program was so specific that he we had to worry about him dying when so you're instantly jumping to like a logic problem in the theme here that's your general take on chapter it's yeah it's not just yeah it's the it's the logic behind it but that's what the film is about it's 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 a movie you know i mean what would you say do you think it was more of an action movie or is it something that was a little bit it was attempting to be something a little bit smaller because if you took away the third act where they had that big action set piece with hugh jackman and his flying machine um 
it's really about a family, right? It's about a fucked up no, family. This, this to me was a, a lot more of like a, a lot closer to a coming of age drama. Uh-huh. The problem is we <clears throat> it was labeled a sci-fi thriller, right. and Blomkamp does use the tools um, of a, a sci-fi thriller. Um, from time to time, he drops in all these action set pieces. He uses a lot of conventions of science fiction thrillers, um, and we know him from District Nine and from Elysium that that's his specialty. But I don't know, Corey. What were your general thoughts? What was the your takeaway from Chappie? Let's be honest. Let me massage you into reality. No one's gonna <laughs> see this fucking movie because the movie's <laughs> mediocre. Love no it. one's going to see it. No, 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 no. The, the masses <clears throat> may not see it, but hopefully someone um, who happened to have seen it. All right, well, then I'll go, in, I'll expand, go into my analysis. They want to expand. I, I, love, I, love the, I love the poker face Corey has because I was not expecting that. I will go into my minimal analysis in the beginning. The beginning is this. I would not have seen this movie if this podcast was not happening. Because you know why? The preview of this podcast, of this podcast, of this movie looked very similar but more mediocre than this director's previous movies. District 9 looked just like Chappie but better. Elysium looked just like Chappie but with less robots and more story. More epic, yeah. And this movie looked, from the previews, even before I knew this podcast was going to happen, looked like something I didn't want to see. Even despite the fact that this director. It was a tough weekend. <laughs> there weren't a lot of great movies out. I'll, I'm, I'm, I will agree with you. Um, it wouldn't have been something, although even though I'm a science fiction nerd, I definitely would have watched it sort of uh, when it came to VOD or Netflix or something. Oh, sure. But, I, I would have watched this at, in, on HBO On Demand if someone else had HBO. Sure. Yeah. But I think, but I think you know, if you're going to talk about general takeaway, my feeling about this film is that it's, it's at its best... When it's being a small movie yes. about the the family, yes. uh, the surrogate family, um, Neil Blomkamp has a really really great sense of how to make robots feel human, and um, he's he did that in District Nine uh, extremely well, and I think he continued that even even more so here. Um, so you're the, saying that Neil Blomkamp, the writer and director of this project, specializes in making inanimate objects with no actual physical being or heart or soul comfortable in our world. Yes, yeah, so he, well, he makes them, he anthropomorphizes them better than like most other movies, like the Transformers films or Terminators. Um, uh, the Terminators. Well, Terminator. You so you're know, saying that Chappie's human more I'm, I'm human saying, than Terminator? Hmm. You're saying Chappie's more human than Terminator? No, because you had an actor playing them. I'm talking about like when there's a a, ro- a robot playing. So you're playing, saying if there's an actor character. playing, you know, there was an actor playing Chappie. Yes, there was. There was also uh, Copley, right? Yeah, that's his homeboy. That's Blomkamp's main man. Let me jump in here, right. uh, Dave. Let, let me ask you both. Actually, do you feel that it would have been a stronger film? If it was a smaller film, meaning that if they took some of the action elements out of it and they made it just about that surrogate family, would it have uh, would it have for you been a stronger film? I mean, it it it's fine the way it is. I mean, it doesn't make it a stronger film to make it a smaller film. I I feel like it fails as a science fiction thriller, but it, it excels as as a science fiction drama. That's how I would say. Um, and I think that 
Um, the best moments of the movie were all the the the, the human moments between Chappie um, and his surrogate mother, um, his abusive surrogate father, Ninja, and his maker, um, his uh, surrogate god, you know, uh, Dion. What do you think was, uh, I'm sorry, forgive me, I'll have to call him Hugh Jackman. What do you think was Hugh Jackman? Vincent, Vincent. Vincent, okay. What do you think was Vincent's motivation for wanting to blow away, you know, um, um, our, our lead characters toward... Oh, you- you're you're getting ahead of it. All right, yeah. we'll, we'll get to that when we get to the beach. I'm sheet, definitely jumping we're, ahead, we're, but that's on my mind because I was I was I know, in the theater thinking about you're that. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to hold on to the instant gratification. <laughs> you're gonna delay that gratification. All right, all right. I'll, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna I'll, get there. I'll I'll um, I'll jump in very quickly and just give my overall impression because I didn't give it yeah. before. Yeah, because you were just you. Were, I was being a dick before. It's all right. It's all right. That, that's what I'm gonna do. The issue I had with Chappie, and just for the records. For the record, I did not think Chappie was a very good movie. Um, Again, not a technical term. I don't know, I'll explain why. Story-wise, this seemed like a hodgepodge of different genres. It seemed a hodgepodge of different stories. It seemed like the auteur did not have any clear understanding or idea of what he or she wanted to do. In this case, it's a he, obviously. It's... It, the movie goes from comedy to thriller to drama to tragedy without any connection between them. Yeah, it does not transition well. There's no real actual main character, despite the fact that the name of the movie is Chappie. Yeah, it's really interesting. There's plenty. And I want to get into that when we get to set up, but there's de- I agree. There's, there's a lot of protagonist confusion. It's a lot of pseudo-protagonists, yeah. but no one protagonist who actually wants something. If you want to make Chappie the main character, you have to give him a desire, and his desire is what? It's it's unclear, because he's a child, and he doesn't know what he wants. Yeah, and he doesn't even he doesn't even begin uh, to, to go after things till. 35 pages. No. He doesn't even begin to be Chappie until the breaking of two. So. There's that. Then you have no clear antagonist. You have a multitude of antagonists that are unclear. You have a lot of it, what it appears to be characters or situations that are inspired by the author's allegiance to certain you know, desires that he has. Like Sigourney Weaver happens to be you know, the only American in the movie happens to be the one who's overseeing all the shitty shit that's going on. And she also quotes stuff from Alien, which happens to be the director's next movie. <laughs> all right, now, now, now you're stretching shit. Uh, given all that, were there any redeeming qualities for you for Chappie? I really was amused by the robot's ears. It, <laughs> it seemed like a jackrabbit, and... I he I thought he was cute when he like he's folded his ears down. It was a sign of submission. <laughs> you like the submissive ra- submissive rabbit ears. I, I'm right. jo- I, I I'm partially joking. There were times in the middle of the movie where, especially, there's a sequence where Chappie is being trained to be a thug by Ninja. That was hysterical. Which was really the the most honest part of the film to me because it was really funny and it. It blended into what Ninja really wanted, and it blended into what Chappie really wanted. Ninja wanted to commit crimes. Chappie wanted acceptance. That was the most honest part of the movie for me. 
Uh, that's a great, that's a great comment. Thanks for the generals. Let's jump into the uh, beat sheet just so uh, to keep things moving ahead. Um, start with the opening image and uh, the closing image. What did you guys have for our opening image for Chappie? I, guess I have no recollection. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I, I have no, no uh, earthly idea. No clue. All I know is that I was very caught off guard by the end. Interesting. Okay, Jordan, do you have an opening image? Um, so I would say it's this, uh, this, this heist, right? Right. It's some sort of like the, the police are chasing down these, uh, these criminals. Um, and it's this, uh, the the police force, the new uh, robotic police force, um, and helicopters. Obligatory, um, science fiction, um, prologue where they explain a lot of stuff in a few minutes that was sort of our opening image which is um, very reminiscent of district nine which is cool which is fine but yes, you know when we, we're looking about we're looking for story on the blake snyder beat sheet we're looking for an opening thematic image that matches up with our closing thematic image and Corey's bowed out because he has no earthly idea what they are correct jordan do you remember what the closing image was uh yeah the closing image was of yolandi's you know being create being reborn um right. uh, his, his mother being reborn essentially um absolutely so, so i yeah, i'm sorry i I, I would say the the opening and closing images for this are the creation of the the robots um the 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 robot police people one of which would become chappy and then it matches up with the closing image of chappy creating robots um but chappy's creating robots to bring human consciousness whereas the opening image is creating robots um with, without human consciousness so it's it's sort of like this chappy has become the creator right um, and the opening image is uh, uh, the opening montage has Dion also talking about AI and um, as and him as the, himself as the creator. So that's a good thematic um, bookend. Uh, absolutely, that that kind of that kind of makes sense. Um, also, I I see it as at, you know before Chappie's even. You know, created. I'd say that opening image. I mean, the first time we're introduced to him before he's Chappie is when he gets shot. Remember when when that cop um, robot gets shot? It's really the first time we see that that uh, you know that robot, um, and then they use that body to create Chappie. So, yeah, which, and that's is, actually, which is, by the way, that's, is that's, shockingly close to RoboCop. <laughs> I have some I have some real issues with the robot. Uh, scenarios. I mean, that is exactly what happens in RoboCop. Ro Ro RoboCop. <laughs> do you see the? Do you see the, the, the end? Bad robot. Do you not look? Yeah, at... they, there's a there's a flying Ed two oh nine. That end. is like just yes. that is like Shabby. straight off theft. Like I, he should go to yeah. jail for that. Like that is uh, <laughs> that yep. is a I don't know. That that was yeah. Ed oh nine. That was Ed two oh nine. That was him. It was like a yep. flying Ed two oh nine, which is like all right. But you know, one of the look here's one of the, I loved the robot design, the chappy robot design. The ears were different. I thought that the the robot design was not like RoboCop. It was not like the Cylons and BSG. They were not like the troopers from the Star Wars prequel. Chappie's robot. Um, they, they they were skinny, but they were similar. You know what they were similar to the robots in the futuristic enemies in T two. Um, yeah, a little bit more skeleton like. Yeah, yep. sure, sure. Um, 
And there were also robot workers in Elysium. Remember the robots that... Uh, no, I didn't see Elysium more than once. Uh, okay. The, uh, but Matt, Matt, Matt Damon was looking, was working on robots, you know, and, and um, that's Vaguely. how he ended up getting, you know, all screwed up. But I liked the fact that... I liked the fact that um, they were skinny... Um, and I like the fact that we were talking about the rules of the universe. Now we're getting into the setup, really. We're jumping ahead. But when we, when they set up the rules of these cops, they're not super cops. You know, they're just robot replacements for cops. Um, they can be shot with an RPG and destroyed. And um, they're skinny. Like, their frame is somewhat skinny. And when you juxtapose that with the original sort of, like, hulkish gang member... It makes these robots seem vulnerable, which is important when you're creating robots in a robot sci-fi movie that they they are not omnipotent to in, in order to create you know antagonism. The storyteller has to set up the rules of the universe, and I yes, like that. I agree I with like, that. Does that like, happen in this movie? Yeah, to some, it's not. It's not. They don't have the obligatory scene that sets up like what they can and can't do. But I don't think it was ambiguous you know what the problem is here with the, with the whole setup is that the break into the second act is when when Chappie game gains uh what's a word that i want to use you know the word i want to use like the self uh self-awareness self-awareness self Chappie gains self-awareness Chappie is born yeah. at the break into two right um yeah we're jumping ahead a little but um, I had the break into two. Um, yeah, Dion is forced to use his new AI design um, to create Chappie for the gang, and Chappie is born. Yep. And right. That is break into two. Yeah. So that is when the story takes a different turn. And now I've forgotten what I was talking about, but. Right, but that's not that's nothing new. No, well, um, that's, that's not unusual, but. So we're, we're, we actually we jumped into the setup. We've been talking about all the setup. Oh, the other thing I liked in the setup. Um, uh, first of all, the setup is that Johannesburg has implemented the first all-robot police force powered by artificial intelligence, and crime has fallen, and Dion Wilson um, is interested in true AI. Um, if we're going to take a moment and do theme stated, I, I've got a, I've got a, I've taken a crack at theme stated. I think I know, but um, do you guys, either of you have a theme stated? Um, something, uh, to the effect, I'm not really, but uh, it's something to the effect of of, uh, of consciousness. Um, it's, I mean, this is what the film's about, right? This is about, um, you know, consciousness what, and the definition of life. Yeah, exactly. And and uh, you know, especially since we, you know, the 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 bad robot that they, you know, at the end is controlled by another human brain, and the other robots are not, you know, self aware, and this one is, you know, a person, and, and it can it, it can create, it can do whatever it wants, and it's the story of of you know what is consciousness you know what is which i which if that's true which i'm kind of going back on what i'm saying now if that's true i have problems with that in regards to how the movie plays out but that's what i took out of it anyway yeah i there is a line in the uh in the prologue where a reporter asks dion you know is your company's mandate with ei to take the evolutionary step forward and build something truly alive and he doesn't answer. He has to think about it. And so I think that question is sort of the theme 
the stated for this film, which is, is you know, do we have the right to try to create something truly alive? Um, and there we don't know the answer. And See, so this, this was actually one of the problems I had with this movie, is that I didn't know what this movie was really about. Yeah. It almost seemed like it was entitled to create AI, which is fine. Is it about AI? To me, when I was watching this movie, this always seemed more about the corruption of innocence. Chappie's yeah. a, let, Chappie seemed like the main character. Now he's... I think so. We, eventually, he's a robot. We, eventually we get around to have him being the main character, yeah. But he seems like... I mean, the movie's named after him. I know, I know. Now he's either the protagonist or the antagonist or something that drives the protagonist. One way or another, he's involved in the movie. He seems very integral to everything that we're talking about. To me, it seems what this movie is about, if he's if Chappie's the main character and he starts out as a child, this movie seemed to me a commentary more about the corruption of humanity more than AI. Yeah, he doesn't you don't even need to go that big. I think he was talking about very specifically, and Blomkamp has a special place in his heart for South Africa and Johannesburg. Just to, what how poverty can radicalize young people, right? But Essentially, you know, uh, yep. uh, the baby or childlike or teenage chappy is getting uh, brutalized and then radicalized by this gang, right? And and he has a maker or somebody else, a positive influence, trying to teach him art and reading and shit like that. Okay, but who's the positive influence? Uh, Dion, you know, who's there every once in a while. Now, what about what about the mother? What about the girl? Is she not she, a positive she influence? She was. She was as well at times. She was. But, but also, we learned from that, from you know, the third act and towards the end, that um, that ninja, even though he was a bit of an asshole to start off with, you know, him teaching him how to be tough and fighting doesn't that come into play when he's you know getting into that fist fight with uh, <clears throat> and protect Vincent? Yeah, exactly. At the end. Yeah. No. I mean. I mean. I mean. I think ninja at the beginning. He has an arc as well, you know? Seems like a... I don't know that he arcs, but I think he reveals himself to be a, a classic archetype of an abusive father. Yeah, right? I don't think he arcs at all. I actually think yeah. that's a problem with a fucking writer because he portrays Ninja as a certain way and then all of a sudden Ninja says, Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, my bad. Uh, and by the way, he confesses something towards the climax. And by the way, are you sure we're not giving away fucking secrets here? Dude, dude, spoil the movie. All right, I'm just saying, like, after they accomplish their heist, which Ninja has enlisted Chappie to help with, Chappie says, why did you not help me to save this body? Why am I not surviving? And Ninja says, oh, I'm sorry, I lied. I mean, by the way, that, first of all, that seems way out of character. That makes no fucking sense whatsoever. (laughs) That is a... That's a writing fucking problem, and that is just bullshit that, that the fucking writer put in to, to you know, perpetuate the story. That's a horrible situation. But beyond that, the situation is, that's what happened. We did start talking about theme stated, and we got off of theme stated. Because, yes, there is a problem with the theme here. Yeah. We don't know what the theme is. Um, we don't know what the main... Ca- we don't know, first of all, who the main character is and for a little while... Um, there's protagonist confusion. We don't know what the goal is. We don't know what the controlling idea of the movie is, but we get through the setup. Let me just get us through the setup. 
um, where we understand the situation of Johannesburg with the robot police taking over. Um, and um, we see that they're a lot more effective uh, than the police. The regular police in Johannesburg, which is traditionally a, a, a very uh, crime-heavy city in South Africa, um, what's our catalyst? Um, I would say it would be that, uh, that shootout, correct? Um, the, the opening scene shootout um, that shoots, you know, that 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 uh disables the the the, the police robot um or actually rather i'm completely wrong it would be I, yeah I, I think it's a little later yeah it is i think it's when he decide when he cracks the code to to artificial intelligence well that's an interesting choice or, or consciousness i should say that's closer it's not what i had what do you have uh cory the inciting incident i have to think about that well so we we already kind of agreed that the break in the two is when Chappie gets born, right? Yeah. Yeah, and when Dion is forced to use his new AI design. Uh, Honestly, if we were back yeah. in like our little place where we have to analyze scripts, yeah. I would say this is one of the primary problems is that there's no uh, come clear... On, come on. What? This one's, this one's simple. It, it, it's, it's either Dion... Breaking the code. No, nah, this is bullshit. You're wrong. You know why you're wrong? Hey, I'll tell you why you're wrong. All right, cut his mic. Cut his mic. I'll, I'll tell you why you're wrong. I'll tell you why. You know why you're wrong? <laughs> That's it. He's, he's been expelled from the podcast in less than 30 minutes. Davey, you know why this is a problem? Let me just finish my sentence. Who's the main character? Hmm? Who is the main character? Yeah, well... I already I already said there's there's a lot of protagonist confusion. Well, then how can I possibly answer that question if I don't know who the main character is? Because um, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna be aware that f- stories are imperfect, and you're gonna go. I'm fine that stories are imperfect, but you can't yeah. answer that question if you don't know who the main character is, because the main character drives the story. Chappie's a main character that changes things, but he doesn't come into the story until later on in the movie. Yeah, but it's very clear that the journey begins when Chappie's born. Why? Why is that clear? I think it's very clear because the movie doesn't really get moving until Dion creates the AI. He finally creates the AI um, program that will work, and then he's kidnapped by uh, the gang. And then he's let go, and nothing happens. Which is, by the way, is the most ludicrous shit in the it history. It is of totally fucking... ridiculous. They're like, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> sure, let the guy go. He'll never tell the cops. Every to come time back he yet. leaves, it's ridiculous right, because you're back, like, you know. this is a man who's created armies of robots. He can't come back with a SWAT team and take out a couple of gang members. And the bad guys are thinking, oh no, it's okay if we let him go. No problem. Yeah. I mean, we do we do establish that they're pretty stupid, but you you are right. It definitely is not um, not logical. No, Blomkamp is trying to create this surrogate family. I can see what he was trying to do. He's creating this abusive father. He's creating this surrogate mother. Um, oh well, who's the surrogate father? Ninja, the 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 asshole. The, definitely. The are you sure he's the surrogate father? It's, it's not uh, you know. Uh, 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 Dion? No, yeah. Dion's like the surrogate god. He's like the maker, or or you could call them two different types of surrogate fathers. But Dion, it, it disappears in Act Two. He like disappears for a while. A story can have a main character going forward 
all of a sudden it abandons that main character and hands it off to another main character. All right, well, who is the main character in this story? Hmm? I think it starts off as Dion, and then event- it takes, and then Chappie takes over. Has there ever in the history of film been a main character who came in at the break into two? Uh, no, I mean it's bad writing. Yes, I'm, that's I'm my just point. Saying it's broken. But hold on, what, what about let me, let me, what about like Psycho? Right, you have a movie like Psycho. Um, we start off with uh, with Janet Lee, right? Um, she's the main character, correct? Yeah, yeah, that's a good that's a good example. You know what I'm saying? And then and then we take over. Now, by no means am I comparing this movie to Psycho, but that, just just to you know. Just to uh, show that... Actually, ha- by definition, you are comparing this to Psycho. But, you know, let's go with this. Go ahead. I'm comparing it to Psycho. He's literally comparing Literally to comparing this to Psycho. <laughs> Shit. Um, no, but, you know, that that is an example. And I'm sure I can I can pull up some others. But that's an example of where we do transition. We say, okay, here's one character's story. We leave it We leave it now. And because of some event, this character exits for a little bit. Or, com- in, in Psycho's case, completely. And then we focus on a completely other character. With Chappie, it's, it's where we are introduced to a main character, Dion. It's his story. He creates Chappie. Then we follow Chappie's journey with these thugs. and yeah. um, But then you're right. It does become Chappie's story. It, it becomes Chappie's story. And, and we're 35 minutes in. So, yeah. Corey, I agree. It's, it's, it's broken. But we can, still, we can still say that the film, the setup all happens before Chappie's alive. The catalyst, there's debate, there's debate between Vincent trying to sell his machine to to uh, Ripley or whatever they, her name is in this movie, <laughs> right? There's a, there's debate where Dion is talking to Ripley about AI and she's like, you just pitched poetry to, uh, you know, a military contractor. Wait, you know, is, so her name, is her name really Ripley? <laughs> no, it's not. I just don't oh, know what okay. it is. So, so then... In breaking the breaking of two, you know, when Chappie's born, that's when the story actually finally solidifies. Um, that's and, when the story starts. Yeah, I agree. But uh, yeah, he was not Chappie wasn't the protagonist up until that point. They switched over, so it's just, you know, is it bad writing or is it a different kind of writing? It's up to you. But I still think the beats are pretty straightforward. Have we talked about the beats yet? We've been talking about them, but oh, is it, is it, oh, okay. <laughs> just just making sure. Um, do we agree that breaking the two is Dion using the AI design to create Chappie for the gang and Chappie's born? Chappie's born, breaking the two. Yeah, I agree. All Agreed. Right. No problem. That was a great scene. That was a good scene. I liked that. That you know, like um, were you talking I, about him actually creating Chappie? That that whole. When he flips him on and he's scared and he's like hiding in the corner, I didn't see that coming, you know. I didn't know that he'd be a baby, right? Because you could have, you yeah. could have gone a lot of different ways with it, but they turned him into a baby. I like the scene. It just it threw the movie in a different direction. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It really did. Right. It I'm not saying it's a bad direction. It just no, threw no, it in a different threw it direction. In, I think the greater direction. I think this movie succeeds a lot better when it's yeah. talking about this stuff. So. It, it added heart to the movie. Guys, going back to Corey's point, because Corey mentioned when he first saw the trailer, um, do you think that looking at this movie, sitting in this, who is this movie made for? What 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 age group is this movie made for? Because if I looked at that trailer, I would say this is for I don't know, maybe 13 year old boys. You know. Bringing their mothers, girls could come see it. It's it's a nice, sweet story about a robot learning how to do things. And then you go to watch the movie, and this fucking murder and like 
blood and gore and like war and gangs and cursing, you know. So I I don't know if they made a movie that was supposed to be more hardcore and they realized they had a market to like little kids or if they were trying to make a movie. Um, this was this was R rated from the beginning. I mean, this is an R rated movie. Am I wrong? I don't think so, man. I, I think this might be PG thirteen. No, it's 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 R rated. Is it R? Oh, I do see it. It's R rated. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, no, once you, it's already from the beginning, Blancap knew what he was doing. It was going to be adults. It was going to be 18 to 36 because it's sci-fi. Um, that's, it's, but what adult's going to watch that trailer and say, oh, you know what? This is, this is, you know, that's why they, if you, if you look. Sci-fi films, sci-fi fans. Maybe, maybe. And this could just be my, my OCD. And, uh, and they definitely, and they definitely, um, they used, uh. Hugh Jackman far more in in the uh, trailer than they did in oh, the film. Oh yeah, that was definitely intentional. So, yeah. Um, hey, do, you know what we haven't talked about that, that I think is central? What's that? The hair, the haircuts. Yes, yes. Chap- I love the haircuts. Chappie had an movie. awesome haircut. I agree. Chap, well, Chappie's ears, but then like Yolandi's like little haircut, and then and then um, uh, Vincent's, you know, Hugh Jackman's. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if the these are like local south african styles or whatever like cape town or johannesburg styles but i i thought it lent like you know some excellent like like visual differentness to the locations of course this was um shot in south africa and by the way are you guys aware that the the main protagonist or not protagonist the antagonist the yolandi and ninja are actually a rap duo yes they are yeah, Ninja and Yolandi are like a like a South African hip hop group, and, and they didn't even change their names. And they're called something, and she's a lot scarier in some of her pictures than she is in the movie. Yeah, she's <laughs> very warm in the movie. She's actually like she becomes. I believed her. She became very warm and sympathetic as a mother figure in the movie. Yeah. Did you think, yeah. uh, Corey? Uh, did you think because you thought that um, Ninja and I, mean, I might partially agree with you. You thought the Ninja didn't have an arc. Do you think that Yolandi had maybe more of an arc than he did? No, no, opposite. I, oh, right. I think Ninja was shown to have an arc. However, I don't think his arc was earned. I got you. Right. It was just, it was just a change because it was convenient it's for, a, for... Yes. Okay. It's convenient for the author. And I think that all of a sudden he's like... For, well, for a lot of reasons. But he, he, he became a different person towards the end of the movie. He confesses to our main character, the robot, saying, I'm sorry... I uh, I needed this. I needed you to solve this problem, and I don't know why he confesses that in the end. I don't know why. Like it's the easiest thing for someone like I, him. I, I, I don't have a problem with this. I actually think it's a it's a classic abusive father surrogate thing where he's he's angry. He's he's got his own problems. He's an addict, whatever. But he sort of loves the kid anyway. So in but one why moment, would, but in, why would in he one moment of that? weakness, he actually explains it. Nah, I don't buy that shit for a fucking second. He's That's a he's, he's a drunk father, right? And, and he's not and, a drunk father. He's not drunk in the entire movie. He's no, never been, he has not drank one bottle not, of anything. Not, not literally drunk. Yeah, I know literally. I know what you're saying. <laughs> Damn. But like, he has no reason to confess. 
He confesses after the thing's over, but that furthers the plot, and that's the only reason why no, he, he would do it. he enjoys several moments when he's teaching Chappie how to throw knives, when he's teaching him, uh, when he when he's proud of Chappie when they go on the heist. He he's a he's a fucked up dad. Yeah, playing no. playing devil's no, advocate no, to, no, no, to Corey, no. I guess. He doesn't I, give I, too much I, of a shit about any of that. Yeah, but don't, but Corey, at the, remember the point where he takes uh, Chappie out and he gets all fucked up with the gang, and he, then he comes back with his arm cut off. Um, there was like this moment, and you're right, it's not much, but this moment where um, uh, Ninja was like feeling really bad about that, and and you know, as much of an asshole as he is, I felt like that's a moment of vulnerability where it kind of. It kind of when you get to that scene at the end, it makes a little bit more sense where it's like, oh, okay, he he's not he is an asshole, but he realizes he is. He's, he's probably gonna, he's probably a shitty father, but he's not, you know, he's not a, uh, a terrible human being. I don't know. I just no, he, no, he is a terrible fucking human being, <laughs> but he has one moment of humanity right. with his surrogate son right. later in the movie, and I didn't have that problem either. And you know, Yolanda start Yolandi starts off as some crazy. You, you know, uh, gang wench, and she becomes maternal like really quickly, yeah. um, which 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 was I thought was very authentic, um, and I didn't yeah. mind that either. I agree with you. My problem is that the only genuine moments I felt with Ninja mm-hmm. was when they go to some kind of volcanic location, and he shows the dogs. Yeah. And he says, and he says the, there's a, that there's points to a dog, and he says the dog over there, and the dog is dying, and which dog would you rather be? And that is honest. And, and he says, is, I'm gonna, I'm gonna teach you to fight so that you don't have to die like him. And that was honest. And 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 and, and it's relevant to today's society Corey, and, as well. And, and Corey, it's not the only moment. There's others. They're just very subtle. And and the so basically, erratic. Dave is saying that I'm superficial. No, I'm just saying that you saw it like a couple of days ago, and I saw it like an hour and a half ago, and it's really subtle. But um, and the movie's erratic, and there's all kinds of other shit going on, but it's there. Um, and I, I think we continue to echo this, 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 the moments of drama between the family and Chappie um, are the stri- the strengths, the B story. You guys have a B story. <laughs> and, Corey, don't just say that the thing is broken. No, as far as I can tell, the B story is a romance between Dion and the robot. Oh, come on. Yeah, that's what I think it is. Wait, hang on. David, are you eating something? Oh, sorry. Yeah, I can hear that. I will see. Is he eating something? He's fucking noshing like he's no tomorrow. Jordan, do you have a B story? B story. Well, assuming that our A story is uh, um, Chappie learning how to be a human being um i would say uh, vi- uh the b story is in the background what's going on with um vincent trying to get his prototype off the ground and I agree. and yeah and, and and all that drama that's happening i'm because not i don't think that, it's done well but it's definitely a, a b story no that that is the respite from the chappy a story Vin- vincent uh you know you know following dion and then get, trying to get his machine used that the the key the re- the the real proof that's the B story is that it's what ties in at our midpoint and it's what ties in at our break into three where the B story is supposed to cross. I respectfully Did, disagree. Mm-hmm. What, 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 what do you call the Vincent story then? Who's Vincent? Is that Hugh Jackman? Hugh, yeah. Hugh Jackman to me is the... Well, let me, let me, let me revert back. 
the A story. To me, the A story is the heist. Getting Chappie to participate to in the heist. Sure, absolutely. That's the A story. Okay. That's pretty pretty straightforward, like plot line. That's fine. But I think you know, kidnapping Dion, getting him to program Chappie, then teaching Chappie is all right. part of that A story. The biggest problem with this movie is the inclusion of Dion. Dion has no place in this movie. <laughs> Dion doesn't belong in this movie. It's um, it's he disappears for part of the second act. Yeah. Well, I think he's he, also he, he's also brought in at very convenient moments for no apparent reason. I I feel like every time he comes back to that shed or wherever they're hanging out, just it felt a little bit forced to me. Especially there's a couple of times I don't know if I'm remembering it correct, but he just pulls up his van. He's like, yeah, I just wanted to check on Chappie, and I'm just like, oh, that's kind of odd. Like you know, these. I think, I think and they're I, totally cool with it. Yeah. yeah. Oh totally sure. Cool I'm in. I think uh, um, it would have served the story better if Chappie's creator had been killed at at the. Uh, Breaking a two, or at the, ca- at the catalyst. Interesting. Or yeah, at the and then catalyst would have been perfect. Chap- and then Chappie is list- left with this surrogate family, um, and he's got and he a- has no he- one else to teach him, and he has yes. to learn from these people. Yes. He has to learn from these people, and he has to learn on his own what good and evil is. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Dion is, is it's a very good point. Dion, there's no reason for him to be in this film. Um, no, I don't understand. It's it's manufactured antagonism between. Uh, uh, Jean Valjean and <laughs> the rest of this movie. Like, you can I, eat, I, like, the, think, this, is, this is the thinnest character that uh, Hugh Jackman's ever had to play. Yeah, I think Hugh Jackman's character working for the same company as Dion is pretty ridiculous because at the end of the day, he's just wants his project, you know. Like, why would they even keep him on the payroll? <laughs> and, like, not even that, but what's. Why? So he's upset because he's not getting his prototype off the ground, and Dion got his um, his project funded, and and they're making all these robots. And all right, so I get that. But like that whole, do you remember that scene where he puts the gun to his face in the fucking office? He's yeah. like, hey, I'm just kidding yeah. around. Did that feel yeah. like? Did that feel a little clunky to you? Like why? Very why, clunky. Why, why is he not fired Dion, now? <laughs> Dion drops one little piece of information. You used to be a soldier, didn't you? And yeah. and then all of a sudden he like goes off on him. Is it me, or was that office like full of people? Would that have been really weird? <laughs> no, do? no, that's totally normal because I actually do that on a regular basis yeah. in my office at a yeah. nonprofit. Yeah, yeah. And I usually shit gets live at the bring out a gun routinely on a Wednesday. It's a good gag. And B story. Um, I'm 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 gonna go with it being the Vincent thing. A story being Chappie in the heist. Fun and games. We get into um, uh, a few steps, and if you guys want to interject, I'm going to just step through some of the fun and games, but feel free to interject. Dion begins to teach Chappie words, right? Um, they, Dion leaves for the first time, which is ridiculous, because why doesn't he call the police or, or build some police? Uh, then the gang members try to teach Chappie to shoot, and Ninja is disappointed because Chappie can't shoot. Um, then... We, in the B story, Vincent muscles Don Dion in the office with the gun, which is a little bit ridiculous, as we said. Uh, Chappie starts to speak and get more intelligent. Now the coming-of-age stuff's starting to feel real, and that stuff really works. Dion tries to teach him to read, the painting. Yolandi gets very maternal. We liked all that stuff. 
Um, there's even a moment that's so ridiculous where Vincent is like spying on them. Like he shows up and he sees Chappie like being taught and, and he's like, okay, I'm going to go back to the lair and I'm going to steal a chip, uh, a little USB chip. It's the thing that connects your, your uh, Bluetooth mouse to your laptop. <laughs> and all of a sudden we have like a little MacGuffin, but I don't even know what that did. It didn't make a lot of sense. Um, and then Ninja... Yeah, because they didn't establish what that was before, right? As he's pulling that thing out, like, we're just supposed to... Do we, are we supposed to know what he's doing? Or, or do we find that out, like, in a scene later, right? I did not understand what that was about. All we know is that Vincent wants to steal the... Uh, the I think it's basically some kind of security code that allows him to hack all the soldiers at the end. Remember, he hacks all the police guys at the end. That's what he needed. Right, but here's the thing, though. Didn't Dion say initially in the beginning when they wanted to shut all the robots off that there was no way to do that? A hundred percent. Is that a plot hole, or is <laughs> they that set, like... They set up the rules in the beginning. They said, they said uh, uh, people are worried about these things being hacked, and he's like, it's not possible. And then Hugh Jackman, Jean Valjean does it again, you know, like halfway through the movie. Did like, the writer think that like nobody would notice that, or, or am I missing something? I think you're being a little naive, Jordan. I think you're, I think you're, <laughs> you're holding screenwriters up to perfection. You think, oh. they, they're not makers. They're not gods. They don't create consciousness. They're just trying to tell a story. And sometimes there are holes. Yeah. It's kind of like Dion, um, but... Then we get to, in the fun of games, we get to that great moment where Ninja sends Chappie to get his ass beat. That was that was some live shit. What was that about? That was pretty intense, not going to lie. Yeah, I like that. I like that, but it still didn't connect with a lot of other <laughs> shit that was going on in the story. Yeah, I don't, I, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't make sense for the heist or any of that business. But basically, did and also, it's not clear whether he's like, is he just sending him out into the world, like, don't ever come back? Or is he saying, here, learn about the world and then come back? Or did he take him out to, like, where he knew there were some thugs to get his ass beat? Like, he clearly took them out to where he knew there were thugs, mm -hmm. but it's not clear whether he meant for Chappie to return. That's a really interesting point. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. was it some sort of like gang initiation or something? Because that's, that's what I got out of it at the end. Yeah. But I was like, it's kind of weird. I, I didn't understand it as well. It was interesting. But, you know, it was great to see him bullied like a child. Again, this anthropomorphized robot. This is what Blumkamp, I think it's his gift. We felt like this kid was getting bullied. We saw we had feelings. He had feelings. He was getting brutalized. And that's when I started to see he's going to become radicalized. He's going to turn into a brute. And that's when later uh, he ends up, you know, starting to speak like like a street kid and all that. And that stuff was, I thought it was beautifully done. So then, um, to me, that's where we get our first midpoint. To me, the midpoint, the closest thing to a midpoint, we do not have a strong midpoint in this film, but the closest thing to the midpoint is Chappie returning home to Tom, to Yolandi, um, his mom, even after, you know, getting beat up and stuff. Because after that, it's like he's chosen to be a part of the family or a part of the gang. Um, and that's when you know, they start really prepping for the heist and teaching him, like, uh, how to be a gangster. This what, do you, is, what do you think of that? I, I think a couple of things. And here's the first thing I think. I think this is, this is two different almost podcasts. One thing is, let's say you're right. Let's say... 
I think we it, should just do that. That's going to be the rule from now on. What? Let's just say I'm right. That's cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's say you're usually right. <laughs> but um, let's say you're right in this situation. That is the recommitment. Yeah. Which is in screenwriting parlance, and as far as books go, the author's name is Dave. Now we know. No, come on. He's very famous. The re- the recommitments he recommitted the the main character Chappie recommitted and he came back. Yeah. And the stakes don't exactly raise though. They and don't because but that has to do with the A story and has to do with because we don't know who the main character is and what the main character wants, which goes back to the whole preliminary situation with why we had this group. And it's disconcerting that these movies are being made and we don't have this access. However, for this particular movie, Chappie seems to be the main character at this point, but we don't have the access to Chappie's desire. And he never actually has a real desire. Well, yeah, it, in that sense, this is, it's just a coming-of-age movie. It is, yes. It is Chappie coming-of-age. So his goal in a coming-of-age film... The goal isn't, you know, in 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 um, in Stand by Me. The A story is go find the body, right? right? But the real, the real, the internal arc is the coming of age um, of the boy. That's um, an excellent comparison. Yeah. So what's the A story in Chappie? It's the damn heist, which is so thin. It's so. It's thin. so thin, and that's a problem. Yeah. Yeah, if they it, actually it made is the not heist, a great journey. There is no road they're going on. You know, they're it's it's very thin. So it um, would be way better if they actually if the heist was the whole point of this movie was a heist and simplified it that way. I forgot. And about what the heist. Chappie learned on the I, way. I forgot about the heist. Yeah, no one cares about the heist. <laughs> I mean, it's hard enough. They have these awesome South African accents. These like Afrikaans or whatever their their street. South African accents, but I had a hard time understanding some of the dialogue at all. Um, but yeah, it, it was thin. But I think the closest thing we have to a midpoint, and I'm glad you brought it up, calling it a recommitment. That makes sense for that. Um, the uh, oh, and another another point that I really loved um, the humanized Chappie was how he kept talking about his things. Like this is Chappie's book, and then the doll. This is my doll. It really really reminded me of, you know, uh, a child in poverty who doesn't have anything and is really excited about owning his book or owning his doll and stuff like that. And and that sets up his radicalization, which begins in the bad guys close in, if I might transition, right? So then we get into bad guys close in. So can we list off some of the bad guys close in moments? Like what, what some of the uh, some of the obstacles, second half of the second act? Um, well, didn't uh, so so we have Hugh Jackman. I'm sorry, his name is Vincent in the movie. Um, Jean Valjean. Yes. <laughs> um, this is when he finds Chappie and and cuts his arm off and takes that takes that um, that that USB thing from his head. Yeah, he gets another. Yeah, I guess the USB thing in his head is the key to how he hacks the robots later. But yeah, right. Which you know, going back to what we're talking about. If any criminal could just crack his head open like that and take that and control all the robots, it's just amazing to me that it hadn't been done before. But yeah, I mean, it, it, I mean, you could do it to any of the robots. You could get it out of any of them. <laughs> so. Right. Um, and for some reason, he cuts his arm off. Which yeah, that was messed up. Like that's that that's a thing. I'm gonna just go off a little bit and I'll I'll, I'll cut myself back. It, it, 
why? Like, what? Like, I get what his motivation is, sort of, but why be so bad other than the fact that the movie needs him to be that bad or the script needs him to be that bad because we need yeah, a bad guy? Yeah, trying to make him worse. Yeah. There were, I, I, will, I will go out on a limb, and I will say that there's... I don't, I don't know, this is generalizing, maybe this is racist, but, you know, there are a couple of things in this film that um, were very authentic to South Africa in carjackings. Like, there's carjackings throughout this movie. The carjackings is, like, a huge thing in Johannesburg. I've had friends who live there, and a friend of mine was actually carjacked in Johannesburg. It's, like, a common thing that goes on because it's uh, it's it's a very insecure city um but then the cutting off of the arm i don't know the first thing i think of is you know some of the some of the genocides like in rwanda i know rwanda is completely different country than south africa but you know the, the cutting off of arms with machetes and shit um in uh in, the, in that happens in that region of the world but other than that i think you hit it that yeah, I don't know if I buy. It. I mean, because they, they, it, they're just trying to make Vincent a badder bad guy. That's what right, I think. Because right it, now he's sitting in a cube, yeah. and he just wants his project, you know, right. to to get the funding this month instead of the other guy. Because that's what I was wondering. Are there th- were there things that were over my head because of like cultural things that I don't understand about um, South Africa? It's very possible, but keep in mind that this is not his first movie. This is his third movie for a major American studio. I would imagine that's why you have all these American characters that are brought into you, or, or you know, yeah. you know, that's why. There's no have, American characters you, well, in here except for Sigourney. Well, Reaver. I was about to say Sigourney Reaver. I shouldn't yeah. have said American, but you have characters that are not specific to. You uh, mean South, stars? You just mean stars. Yeah, South. No, you don't have while, while native South at, Africans. While, you know. While we're at it, there there isn't a black South African character in this movie, yeah. which is insane. They yeah. at, at the end there's some there's some. Uh, uh, it's a it's a recurring theme. It's a recurring theme in this auteur's movies. There's not a Is lot of black right? characters in Elysium either. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting because you can be South. There, there are white South Africans and there are black South Africans, and there there are no black South Africans or major characters in this film, which is really interesting. Considering, just like District Nine, it's about ghettos. I mean, although G- District Nine, you could argue in District Nine. Um, the the aliens uh, were a metaphor for apartheid or whatever, but not in this movie. It's not. Yeah, it's not it's one thing to be a metaphor; it's another thing to be yeah. a reality. Yeah. Um, bad guys close in. Uh, yeah, Vincent uh, messing with uh, Chappie, torturing him basically, and and he's like he's like, please get off me. He's like he's like it was like real torture. I have um, a different question: Is is uh, what's Wolverine's name? Wolverine, it's 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 Jean Valjean. It, it doesn't matter at this point. What is uh, Wolverine's? <laughs> it's Vincent. Right. Vincent. Is he the, really the the antagonist? Yeah, he's close to an antagonist. Vincent's an antagonist. Is he really the antagonist? No, he's not the biggest one. Vincent's an antagonist. Who's the biggest one? Um, the the guy, um, the 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 Hulk like um, gang guy from the very beginning of the movie, who they owe. What is it? Ten million, money million dollars too, or something like that, um, which is why they have to do the heist. The, uh, why they have to do the heist? Now that doesn't necessarily mean that that's what the movie's really about. No, man, I can't. You, I, you, I, I get it. I get it. I'm talking. I, you know, I'm, I'm just saying that, you know, the anti- the forces of antagonism are light on this one. I mean, Ninja gives far more antagonism to Chappie as this kind of like abusive father than anybody else um, until 
um, Vincent cuts off his arm. Yeah, because because what is we, I'm sorry, because what does Vincent really have to do with Chappie up until like you know like you this were has saying nothing to do with Chappie in the entire movie, not one, not one thing. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I and especially until he meets him and cuts his arm off, which seems like so violent against Chappie, but it's like he's just jealous because. He's just jealous of Dion. He really has beef with Dion, but he's like, so you motherfucker, and he cuts his arm off, and I'm like, what did he do to him? You're like, I, I didn't, yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't get it. More bad guys close in is when they start teaching Chappie um, how to use the weapons. For some reason, they decide he can't use guns, and he sticks with knives and throwing stars, which is interesting to me. They try to convince him that that's acceptable. Is, is that what it was? Like, he thought it was bad to shoot people? They, he thought it was bad to shoot people, so they said, "Here, use some throwing stars." He's like, "Oh, okay, this won't kill them. This will just put them to sleep." Put them to sleep, yeah. That's, Which they could have done with anything. They could have just said, "Like, oh, they just put them to sleep." You, you could have stuck with guns. Yeah, it didn't make any sense. But later we get that one moment during the heist when uh, Chappie apologized for like. Killing when he him. realized he was causing pain to a human being. Yeah, yeah. Which is, you know. No, which is necessary. Yeah, yeah. And had it but, not help, not, had it not help, happened in such a cliche sort of heist scene, it would have been more more um, poignant. Um, yeah. So just to finish off, bad guys close in. Vincent. Well, I don't know if this is bad guys close in, but you know, or all is lost. But Vincent shutting down all the robots. I don't know if is if that is that getting to the all is lost moment. I, I don't see how that's even remotely close to an all is lost moment. It's 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 very close to an all is lost moment. People die. It's the lowest point of the film. People dying. Everyone always associates people dying with an all is lost moment. That doesn't mean anything. It's like, it has nothing to do with people the main die every day. Right? It, it, yeah. it only has to do with the main character. It's the lowest emotional point of the main character. Who's the main character? Chappie. He gets turned off. Chappie's not even in the movie until the first thirty minutes. Who's the main character? <laughs> we already agree that Chappie's the protagonist. I did not agree to that. Okay. All right. We're, By the we, way, I'm, I, have, I'm we, not going to lie. Not... I'm being difficult. I'm being difficult. This indicates my issue and my summation. There is no main character in this movie. Okay. There are just there a bunch isn't... of characters. No, there are. There are a bunch of middle characters. Chappie's not a main character. He doesn't appear into our third way in. Mm -hmm. He's generated by somebody else. I and mean, even when he's generated, he doesn't even gain a personality until the midpoint. He's created by another character who is minimal at best. You have the antagonist who's clearly established, but he's but he is employed okay. so by a company. Is, and this is keeping you from finding an all is lost, or do you have a different all is lost? All is lost is when the it was when the uh, blonde weird woman gets shot through. I think she's hot. I, th I love her. Her, her look. Yolanda? I think she's cool. I'm totally it's just into it. I love punk girls, dude. She's the only person I cared about in the whole movie. And when she gets killed, and actually it's a cool shot, that's when, to me, the all is lost moment. Interesting. It's a lot later, but it could still work because there's kind of two endings. She's the only one I cared about. Because I had the heist as the break into three. But, the heist is, I mean, at the if, end of the day. like. But if you put Yolandi being killed as the all is lost, then the break into three doesn't have to be the heist. It can be the second ending where um, Chappie goes back to the lab and starts kicking... Um, Wolverine's ass. Right. Okay. Oh, I like I like what you did there. That's what I that's what I would vote for. Interesting. Jordan, what do you think? 
Yeah, I mean, uh, a little bit earlier where I think the scene where we have uh, Vincent getting basically... He basically takes advantage of the situation he created and is, is able to use his prototype, he, which, um, where um, Sigourney Weaver's character basically agrees um, after, I guess, one scene earlier saying she would never let him use it or something like that uh, to, to use the prototype. Um, and he basically has access to use this monstrous monster machine, you know, video vi- vi- <laughs> video game bad guy uh, flying thing. Flying Ed 209. Right. Yeah. Ed 209. Um, so to me, that's, that's, you know, where you're like, all right, you know, these characters are going to be potentially, uh, you know, screwed. So that would be my vote. Yeah. I mean, that it feels like the break into three is when they go on the heist because they suit up, they do that slow-mo walking thing with the guns. Um, it Which, feels by the like, way, is very cool to look at. Yes, it is. There's a lot of great stuff to look at in this film. The action set pieces are really well done. It's not your garbage like cinematography. No, it's pretty. It's, it's, it's really good-looking stuff. Um, the uh, the DP was uh, is this guy um, that Blancamp uses uh, over and over. His name is Trent Opalock. Uh, he used him for District Nine in Elysium, but he also is DP on Captain America: Winter Soldier and and the new one, Civil War. He's great. The action sequences are, are great. We just wish they had more emotional resonance, right? Where were we? Break into three. So I thought the heist was it. And then, because right after the heist um, is when um, we start going head... To, we start going to head-to-head with the with the dreadlocked... Uh, uh, That's fine, but let's be honest. Yeah. The A story is the heist. Yeah. So in that sense, you're right. You're right. Okay. But, I mean, I think it's important to point that out to people who are listening... This is an if we're basing this on an A story, the A story yeah. is the heist. So I'm agreeing with you, and and but I do like the idea that Yolanda dying is a lower point than um, all the robots getting shut down and the city going into turmoil. Yeah, um, it's a mo- much more emotional low point. And I was gonna say there's a second ending anyway because the movie could have ended after the heist, but then you have the uh, uh, Chappie versus Vincent, you know, and Chappie goes gangster on him back at the uh, at the office. It's almost like office space. He's like, I'm going to go back and confront you <laughs> at the office after you've killed Dion, or you're like mortally wounded Dion, killed my mom, I'm going to I'm gonna go gangster on you. And, he and, does. Then he sa- and then he says, now you're forgiven. Which was really interesting. You say, in, you say interesting, and I say dog shit. Why? <laughs> I thought... That, Be- I, I thought, I thought that because the only reason that exists is to perpetuate the rest of the story. I mean, come on. You, you have to... You have to perpetuate what? You need to be more specific. I mean, you, he, to continue the story, like, there's no reason that like, he should have chopped off his head and sliced into a million pieces. He... He was the main character, if at that point you believe the main character is Chappie, hated this character so much, it killed everything Chappie was passionate about, everything he cared about. Chappie was never taught what, like, proper propriety should be. Yes. And that- so basically he, basically, he took the guy that killed his mother, the only thing he cared about, and said, now you're forgiven. After he killed him. He didn't kill him. I thought he killed him. No, he didn't kill him. What's wrong with you? No. I thought he was dead. He wasn't dead. No, no he's no. not dead. Definitely not dead. No, no, no. Oh, he just not beat dead. his ass? Yes, he beat his ass. All right, now you're forgiven. 
and then you left him. He wasn't even. He was still awake. Ugh, that's weak. I thought he was dead. Uh, yeah, yeah, he no, wasn't dead. Yeah, he was breathing. That yeah, he was breathing. Sense. He was fine. He was. He so had a cramp. So, so what? Maybe Chappie was like distributing street justice the way he learned it on the street. That when he got his ass beat, I don't know. No, you're giving the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, what actually happened was the filmmaker said, "I can't." make Chappie kill this guy, so I'm not going to make Why? him kill this guy. Because he wouldn't have been fully radicalized then? Like, that would have made the point. No, because it would have alienated Chappie towards possible viewers. Mm, maybe you're right. But I do, but, but he's also trying to ham-fist in this this uh, third ending, this finale, where um, Chappie, I don't know, Jordan, for you, what was the, uh, what was the break in the three? What was the third act? That whole fight uh, with um, Ed Two Hundred Nine and Yolandi <laughs> and yep. um, and Ninja and yep. Dion just being there at the same time and Chappie being there, uh, that whole that whole scene right there and all the gangsters getting shot up by this big monster uh, robot, uh, that to me would be it because after that we establish oh he can transfer consciousness and we can save everybody and nobody dies anymore because we have this new technology. Um, right. I, I, I liked that. Um, I thought it was a little double mumbo jumbo that you or it just didn't make sense for the rules of the universe that at one point Dion says to Chappie, you your your consciousness, we can't copy that. Right. Because exactly that's exactly what you did is you right. created AI so that we could copy consciousness. So that doesn't make sense right. to me. And going but, back to like what I was saying before about like, you know, oh, you know, the weight of the robots felt it does matter because when you're establishing rules of a universe, that's yeah. one rule. Okay. And then you see a robot do a backflip, that that just pisses me off. And when you establish something like that, oh, I'm creating consciousness, it's special, it can't be replicated, it's not it's not it's it's not information, and then you establish no it is information, we could just transfer it like we transfer data. You know, on, uh, that does matter because that's a theme. That that's it, it's it's important. It's important because when you're watching that, you're like, oh, that's bullshit. So what I thought you were yeah, going e- either consciousness is some a thing that we can't transfer, or, or it's a thing we can transfer. Right. And 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 Dion creates it. Okay. Then he says he can't transfer it, and then Chappie, with the the with with the headset, right. Right. Right with the fancy Google Glass or whatever, like right. Profes- um, Professor X's helmet. Professor X's helmet <laughs> is able to transfer it again, but this time from human to digital. Right, and uh, another vote for why we don't need Dion because he he does it for Dion, and then he does it for his mom. Right? Why do you need both? Dion could have been dead at the at, at the at the at the uh, catalyst, and the finale could be he brings his mom back. And then we're happy. Yep. So yeah, he still brings his mom back anyway, which is great. No, I, I like that. Which is fine because she's the most appealing character in the whole movie. Which is exactly we don't care about Dion coming back. Right. That that last shot of her and him, like that that felt like a, like right, but for a wrong, like for everything else that was wrong, like that was a that was pretty yeah. pretty cool piece. I like that. It was a nice image, but if he had brought his mom back in the body and she said, you know. Chappie, I'm alive. You saved me, and they did like a robot hug. Like that would have been now, a way could... to go out. But Blumkemp wanted to go out with that the eye open thing because that's so sci-fi. I thought that final image was would not have been as cool as had Yolanda, Yolandi, and he had like a mother son moment. Yeah, the best the best opportunity for this movie being successful 
is ironically has nothing to do with like the main character. It has to do with like the mother. It has to do with like personalities. It has to do Absolutely. with people. Absolutely, all great writing has to do with family. Yeah, and they they, they they fucked it up. They didn't fuck it up. They muddled the shit out of it because there are great moments in this movie. It's just kind of a mess. Great moments. They, you mean like when he tries to fucking steal a car and he's got chains around his neck? <laughs> Which, by the way, is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely comparisons to, to be made. I don't know. Have you have any of you guys ever seen any of the, the short circuit movies? Yeah, I don't. Have we ever I seen the short circuit movies? I, 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 Are we twelve? <laughs> of I course, mean, come we've on seen now. them. No. I didn't. I didn't see a lot of um, common knowledge with the short circuit movies at all. I, I, I Johnny Five has the exact same ears. No, because Johnny Five. Emerge oh the same ears maybe doesn't same in the second ears. one though he, Johnny Five also gets involved with like thugs and wears chains on like a mole no one watches the second one <laughs> what come on he's a purist oh. he, he doesn't acknowledge the second no one watches the second Co- Corey Johnny says Five. that the second short circuit is not canon <laughs> not <Yeah>. real <laughs> I never I never heard people who are so religious about short circuit <laughs> Alien maybe like that trilogy I get that's it that's hilarious like, listen so, I've I got short circuit on beta. So I thought the closest robot movie this was to was um, was RoboCop. Um, I this thought, is very RoboCop. Um, and and even Ed Two Hundred Nine, like you guys have mentioned, like it's so similar to what you know. He did such a great job designing um, the Chappie robots and making them somewhat different. Why did he? Why did he go weak with the Ed Two Hundred Nine? It's weird. Yeah, he probably thought it's it was like, like an homage, Wolverine. but it, it came off. It didn't come off as an homage. It came off as more of just he stole it. You know, it, it didn't. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe we're old guys in this game. And no, you know why we're not old guys? Because even during the climax, what did the this badass robot do? All he did was levitate about twenty yards and shoot off the Iron Man Jericho weapon. Yep. Yep. Which basically you just like this is not a fucking accomplishment, hmm. right? Well, I would also, you could also argue that the Ed Two Hundred Nine is a ripoff of Robotech um, from the the eighties cartoons. But let, let, let's uh, I think we hit we got to all of our beats. We did skip Dark Knight of the Soul. While for anyone who's listening for the all the beats, I think the Dark Knight of the Soul moment was uh, Chappie solving the conf- consciousness problem in reverse when he puts on the helmet. Um, and then Dion uh, finds out that Vincent sabotaged the robots. It's sort of between the All Is Lost and the Break Into Three, um, but they're bo- they both have realizations. And that's that. It's also tough to do in this movie because, I mean, honestly, who yeah. is the main character? Yeah, I know. I know you. I mean, you can. You, still harping I, on that. I do. I, this is. I listen. I come back to the fucking basics all the fucking I time. I agree. There's and the fact of the matter confusion. is, like, there's plenty of protagonist confusion. What what is Chappie's desire by the end of the movie? Like, let's be honest. In my opinion, Chappie's desire is to live. He wants to be accepted. I think I think he wanted a family. I think you said that earlier. I liked ah. the way you said that. He, his his moments for acceptance, going on the heist, was just um, to be. No, accepted. I di- I disagree. I disagree. I disagree. Because that, no. I, that actually matches up with my. Nah, um, nah, 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 nah. He went oh, on the heist go. because he's Mike Jordan. Cut that that shut him. Cut him off. Cut him off. He wanted to go on the heist because he wanted to live. I'm going to cut both your mics and finish this podcast myself. No, he he went on the heist because he wanted to live. Live? That's all. His life was not in danger. Yes, it was. He says, like, you, the only, like, his his battery, he had a minimum, his battery was attached Uh, to his 
Mm. Something like that. Right, right. His new body. All he wanted to do that was That was a live. mini plot point where his battery was going to oh, run out, man. which I was also, yeah. I was kind of confused about that too. I was, that was so weak. I never bought it for a minute. I was like, wait, what? They that, can't just put a new battery in? Like, that can't happen? My yes, iPhone can get a new battery. That is what drove this whole. That's what drove this whole main character's story. No. He, all he wants to do is live. All he wants to do is live. And he says, like, my battery is situated to this. And Ninja says, if you go in this heist with me, we'll get the money and you get the parts and you can survive. All Chappie wants to do is survive. That's it. That's his goal. That's the A story. Eh, I think it's a little bit of the fitting in thing. He wants to be part of a family, part of a group. When? When does he say he wants to fit in? Hmm? When? No, I think I think I think it's implicit in you know his he keeps calling him the the mother or Yolandi and uh, you know he wants to be friends with he wants to be accepted by Ninja and he wants his maker he has conversations with his maker that's traditional like, can, childhood bullshit but yeah. what does he really want to do his gut instinct he wants to survive which is that that's only introduced like three quarters through the movie so I I don't buy it he's only introduced one third through the movie yes so we got a whole third there where he, he's trying to fit in so but but. I will agree it is wishy-washy, okay? We hit all the beats. We're running out of time. I would like for all of us just to go around and do closing comments, arguments, um, or uh, uh, bodily functions, whatever you want to do. I want to start with Jordan. I I want to start with Jordan because we boxed him out a lot here. Yeah, I was taking a nap. Sorry. Um, So... Um, so <laughs> final thoughts. Um, I thought that, uh, this film, uh, was, was poorly written in the sense that, um, the good ideas got o- overshadowed by, uh, by characters that were thrown in for purposes of selling it as a movie, which I don't think it was, you know, big action movie. Um, and I think that that destroyed what it could have been, which was a smaller film, like I was saying from the beginning, about potentially about a robot who grows up in a abusive gangster kind of family and has to learn to be to survive. I think that could have been an interesting story, but what we got was um, a main character. Well, that wasn't really much of a main character, um, and we got a, a half action movie mixed with some other things that just didn't amount to uh, a good movie, in my opinion. So I, I I didn't love this film. Visually, I know we don't do that. But we're talking about the story. Visually, I thought it was very interesting. I thought the pacing kind of worked for me. Um, but on the story, the story aspect of it, it just kind of fell apart. All right. <clears throat> I think this. From a screenwriting perspective, I think this is a very bad example of something that got made that didn't deserve to get made. He got it made, dude. He got money. He got it made because he made District 9, which is fine. I, make, I, I think that's a very... Deserved. T- tell me about the art. You know, tell I, me, think the, I think this is a horrible, horrible example to anyone who aspires to be a screenwriter. I think this is a disaster for, some, for someone who wants to achieve a, sc- a career in screenwriting. This is a bad script. This is a bad story. There is no real clear-cut, clear-cut main character with a clear-cut desire. Yeah. This is someone who made a story based upon something that was already made, which is fine. That's how the business works. And I think it's important to establish that. Chappie's a shitty fucking movie. <laughs> There's no getting around that. 
It's not a good movie. Um, but when you have accomplished something else, you have leeway. Uh, there's nothing to gain here screenwriting-wise. It's just not a good movie. It's not a good character. It's not a good story. Nothing here for that. Um, doom and gloom. It's not doom and gloom. It's honest. It's <laughs> Here we go. My sum up is that I'm going to agree with there's a lot of structural issues, a lot of story issues with this thing. Um, from a directing perspective, there's some beautiful stuff in this movie, uh, some great action set pieces. I like the, the, the design of the robots. Um, Blomkamp does a decent job of creating, you know, doing the robot mythology slightly different, um, save the Ed 209 business. Um, it fails giving the where where you need a spine for the story, this A story that um, Corey keeps looking for. There is protagonist confusion. Oh, we don't. oh, I keep looking for the main point of the story. <laughs> can't believe I can't find it. Oh, yeah, my yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah, it fails in the A story. Um, protagonist confusion. It opens with Dion maybe as the protag. Then. Oh, don't I know who the main character <laughs> of the story is. Oh, I yeah, yeah. Stuck. And um, then uh, Chappie takes over, and uh, we don't, we're not really sure what Chappie wants. <laughs> but I will say this movie succeeded at doing something I've only seen done a few times um, uh, before, which is take a robot and actually imbue it with emotion. Um, the only other time I see it too. The only the only time I've seen it done ver this well was in Wally, -E, um, when we we watched uh, an animated robot um, move us emotionally. Um, in 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 Chappie, the scenes where uh, the young coming of age scenes where Chappie's trying to become part of this surrogate family, or he's. He's uh, uh, essentially a, a child, um, a lost child on the streets um, in poverty with an abusive father and a, a surrogate mother who wants to do better and uh, no good future except to join a gang. Um, I think there is some moving moments there. Oh, anyway. Sound good, guys? Yeah. Sounds good. It's been a pleasure. All yeah. right. I want to thank uh, Corey Resnick, and I want to thank Jordan Rosengarten. <laughs> thank you. Um, this is the Script Podcast, the official podcast of the NYC Screenwriters Collective. It's produced by Jordan Rosengarten and David Negrin. Uh, you can email us, fan mail us, hate mail us, comments, questions, or proclamations to scriptfeed at gmail.com. You can join our Facebook page by looking for NYC Screenwriters Collective. We have a Google Plus page if you have ever heard of that. You can also follow us on Twitter, at ScriptFeed. And if you live in New York City, please come to one of our workshops, ScreenwritersCollective.org or at Meetup.com under NYC Screenwriters Collective. The Script. Thanks very much. Thanks.